Ladies and gentlemen, are you going to let this man walk away with your money? Uh, no, no. Ladies and gentlemen, are you going to let this podcast walk away with your money? I wish people would let this podcast walk away with some of their money, you know, because it's not free to host it. You freeloaders. Now I'm going to get all the people telling me that if if we had a Patreon, they'd support it. Derek. We need we need another fake ad. Um, we should do a, we should do a fake ad. Well, we do have an ad that we wrote that Brad did like a demo of. Maybe we'll record that and we'll stick it somewhere. In a world where a seemingly endless slew of new movie trailers come out every week. Two dumb dudes are here to help. Let's do it. We'll do an ad for cannabis. Cannabis. Ah, yes. Cannabis. The miracle plant from Central America. I don't know. Where did it originate? Do we know where it originated? Beats me. That's your jam. Psilocybin. The Come enjoy the wonders of psilocybin. Grow mushrooms in your home and trip for 30 to 45 minutes. <laughs> Isn't that how long it lasts? I don't know. I don't know. I don't even <laughs> drink alcohol. I know. this is uh, We're kind of dumb dudes on this. Uh, come enjoy the wonders of psychedelics. I saw some pretty poisonous looking mushrooms in Scotland. You did? You Like fly agaric ones. Um, it looked like Skyrim. Yeah, they really did. They were like red and had white dots on them like a cartoon. Like the mushrooms that the Smurfs live in. Yeah. Nick, stop touching that mushroom. Don't eat don't you eat that mushroom, Nick. You're gonna you're gonna get poisoned. It's poisonous, Nick. I ate a lot of them. Ah and yet he's still here. Folks. Here I am. He's here. Uh did we ever talk about me not dying, um my family not dying because we uh we were we were expecting to die because of the um the heater was a, was just pumping out carbon monoxide into our crawl space. No, I didn't hear about that. What? We, we never talked about it on the podcast? No, I don't think so. Okay, so we just got done putting new HVAC in the house. And yes, it was super expensive, and I'm going to be paying it off for the next five years, okay? Anyway, one of the reasons why we had to do it was um, I, I went down to put a new transformer into the old air conditioner with my air conditioning guy, and a pipe falls off of it. And he goes, oh, that's that's part of your pipe that, uh, because you have a gas furnace, you know, it, it, it's combustion, so it, it releases carbon monoxide. And that pipe goes basically up through your floor and then up through your attic, through your roof, and it just emits it into the air because it rises. You know, uh, carbon monoxide rises. And so he's like, okay, let me, <clears throat> so it connects here. And let me just make sure on the back end of it here that it's not falling off too. And he goes around to the back and he goes, uh, we have a problem. And I was like, what? And he goes, your pipe that the carbon monoxide is supposed to, you know, go through your floor and your roof and everything it stops right under your floor and it's so it's just dumping carbon monoxide into your crawl space and he's like i don't know how you're not dead um he you you should all of you should be dead uh and he's like i think probably what it is your house is so drafty and you have high ceilings that you know the carbon monoxide just there wasn't enough to to kill you over the winter and uh so i so anyway um either i'm a ghost or that you know it's a, we have a drafty house 
So anyway, we had all that replaced. Um, and it's very comfortable in the house now. Anyway, if you want to come visit, it's very comfortable. Well, now that you've fixed the poisonous death tube, I'm more inclined. <laughs> yes, no more death tubes. Folks, we're very much alive here. And we're enjoying the wonders of psilocybin. I, I, I learned, because we're going to talk about, because um, I finished that, that documentary series, uh, How to Change Your Mind. Uh-huh. Um, it's apparently it's legal to buy spores of mushrooms that produce psilocybin. Uh, now, growing it and consuming it, not so legal. But the spores are legal. And I was like, that's kind of interesting. Hmm. I wonder. Yeah. Sounds sounds like there's not really a lot of wiggle room there. No. <laughs> hey, but speaking of what we done had watched this past week, let's talk about what we done had watched this past week. Let's do it up. What we done watched. Um, I So I finished, uh, obviously, the uh, How to Change Your Mind. I also watched Day Shift with um, that guy. Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. It is uh, very typical Netflix fare. Very typical. Uh, almost almost as like a um, guy that directed Armageddon. Armageddon. Michael Bay. Armageddon. Michael Bay. It's almost like a Michael Bay flick type. Mm-hmm. I will say, though, this has some of the best stunts I have ever seen in any movie. I bet Guy De Silva or Aaron Tony are stunt doubles for Jamie Foxx in that movie. Maybe so. Do you know this stunt that's been kind of becoming um, more prevalent in movies where they basically dump a stuntman right onto the, his shoulder, like his head and his shoulder like hit the ground, and it's that kind of stunt? There's a ton of that in this movie, and it just looks you're just like, ugh! Yep. Like, I know it's probably wire stunt, but God, it looks brutal. A lot of them are just padded padded clothes, and then they learn to fall like that. Really? Yeah. That's it, It's it's impressive. I, I don't know how you learn this. Anyway, you should go watch it for the stunts. I might watch a stunt reel from it. Oh, that, that actually, you could probably do that. It'd probably be better. Yeah. Um, I watched All Quiet on the Western Front on Netflix. The original one or some new one? The new one. It's a German movie. It's made by Germans. Okay. The entire movie's in, in German. It is excellent. It is. It, it looks very expensive. Um, the sets are incredible. It it is brutal. It, they 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 spared no expense in the brutality. One of the most brutal war movies I've ever seen. Oof, boy. Well, it follows uh, in the footsteps of the original then, which was made during the war. Was it really? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Well, it's. Uh, I would. I. I would recommend this if you had the stomach for it. Just to. It just reminds you of how terrible war is. Boy, I hate war. Uh, I really hate it. And you watch this movie, going, man, wish we didn't do this. You know. Would be nice. Be nice if we just didn't. You know, just didn't do this at all. Really wish we didn't. Uh, finished House of the Dragon with Aaron last night. Yeah. Um, they set you up for for season two, and uh, I'm gonna watch season two. Yeah, people keep telling me I should watch this and that I would enjoy it. Yeah, it's good. It it is good. It it surprised us. We were expecting to drop off after maybe two or three episodes, you know, and it yeah. was like, nope, nope, we're gonna finish. I we're might have finish. to. I really like Matt Smith, so that's kind of enough yeah. for me. This uh, so Aaron and I were having this ho- conversation. I just want to talk about this real quick. She said that he had BDE, and I and maybe that's true. I just look at him, and this is not a spoiler. I just look at him as one of those people that's like brash, um, irrational. Uh, driven by their emotions, quick-tempered, uh, a loose end, a loo- not a loose end, a loose cannon, you know? Yeah. Um, and I just don't understand the attraction. A lot of people are attracted to Max Smith in this role, in this in this this person. I don't get it. I, you know, not me. Anyway, that's a thing. 
Uh, also, uh, almost, I've got one more episode of Severance left. First season of Severance. I gotta watch that, so don't tell me any spoilers. I won't tell you any spoilers. Well, obviously not. I think you'll. I think you would like this. I, I think, think really so like too. Um, I I cannot like I'm. I want to see this last episode real bad. I watched uh, four things, and uh, I have things to say about all of them. Yeah. The first is I bought Top Gun Maverick on 4K Blu-ray. I have not seen it until I bought it. Like I didn't see it in the theaters. I saw it in my home on the my 4K safest. Blu-ray the safest of buys yeah it was an extremely safe buy that movie is excellent just tremendously good movie it's our boy joseph kuzinski excellent yeah. director i got my tone moment the part where he's doing the test flight at the beginning and the yep. music is swelling and he's just going up that was it I was, I, there's one tone one tone moment per kuzinski movie so that was it for that yeah. i was happy right away got it out the bat <laughs> the acting is great the VFX are flawless. Oh, yeah. It was just excellent. The stunt work, the plane stunts were good. The story was good. It's just good. It was a good movie. The cast was good. Generic bad guy country, just like in the original. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, unnamed villain country. It was just cool. It was a cool movie. It was good. I liked it. I like yeah. the whole thing. And it, and, it, and it was a very straightforward story. Like, nothing went over your head. You understand what was going on the entire time. It wasn't convoluted. It wasn't political. It didn't have any like controversial things in it. It was just like let's tell a good A story, and you're gonna and everybody's gonna like it. Like even people were like this. Is, like, even my like super like super into the spectrum uh, f- friends, like super into the political spectrum friends, were like I just I love this piece of American propaganda. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was, it's awesome. It was good. Mass appeal, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very suspicious of propaganda. <laughs> To yeah. begin with, but I loved yeah. it. I thought yeah. it was great. <laughs> uh, I watched Moonfall on HBO <laughs> on, the op- on the exact opposite end of the spectrum. Uh, yeah. Now, I, I say that this has gravity when I say this. I am a mystery science theater guy. I watch bad movies for fun. Moonfall is the dumbest movie I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. It is the dumbest plot the dumbest contrived situations the stupidest movie ever made ever it's dumber than any mystery science theater movie worse I've than ever the seen. core is it worse than the core i haven't seen the core oh it, it may rival it for you now this isn't to say that it wasn't extremely fun to watch it because it was uh jess and i were making fun of it like mystery science theater riffing it the whole time uh that's the terrible, way to watch it. <laughs> terrible movie, but very, very funny how bad it is. Like cringy. You've made a terrible movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, terrible. terrible things, Roland. You've made terrible things. <laughs> but yeah, so this is just the culmination of Roland Emmerich being pigeonholed into this disaster, dumb movie maker that he is, you know. But yeah, tremendously bad in a very fun kind of dumb way. Seriously, the dumbest movie I've ever seen, ever. <laughs> I my jaw was open sometimes at how dumb it was, but it was yeah, oh, good good lord, it was. Fun. There's this part where I wanted to say Bruce Willis because it should have been Bruce Willis, really, but yeah. Patrick Wilson is gonna go fight the moon <laughs> in a spaceship, <laughs> and he gives his son a gun 
because his son is going to go across like the country to some bunker. He gives his son a gun, and and I just said, if the moon gets past me, it's up to you to stop it. And we were laughing for the rest of the movie at that joke. <laughs> so I made myself laugh, and that's the joke that I made that made me laugh. Uh, terrible movie. Highly recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, uh, Halle Berry was not bad in it. Yeah, I mean, she's Halle Berry. You know, you're going to get Halle Berry out of her. You are. I, I just expected a lot worse out of her, I think, I guess. Yeah. I, I went into it expecting it to be, to, for her to be much worse. Than yeah, she was. no, it, it wasn't, it was not any of the actors were particularly bad. It's just yeah. that it, the movie itself was. Yeah, yeah. I watched Don't Worry Darling, the Olivia Wilde directed Florence Pugh movie that had sort of the Stepford Wives vibe. Uh, I watched it basically because the hype you know generated by olivia wilde's uh midlife crisis <laughs> basically <laughs> yeah. uh, where she collapsed her life in on itself while making this movie i watched it because of that pretty f- fairly generic plot uh oh of really this movie i thought it was pretty generic i still think she's a real good director like yeah the camera work was really good. The music choices were really good. Like it kept me in the movie, which like the plot, I figured out the plot really fast. Like I knew knew it. And so did Jess. Hmm. Um, I don't think I like Harry Styles as an actor. I think he might be bad. Yeah. I think a lot of people were saying that he's, he's not a good actor. Yeah. I, I was kind of taken out by him a lot. Hmm. Uh, Florence Pugh is great. And even if you give her the, something super generic like this she turns it into something worth watching mm-hmm. uh, so she's great and i loved her Gemma chan was in it and nick kroll so i like to see them olivia wilde played a character in it as well and i just couldn't <laughs> i couldn't i kept thinking of like what happened to her in her mind that caused her to to make these bad decisions in her life and from someone who i really enjoyed as an actor and I still think she's a real good director, but I, I wish she had maybe adjusted her actions <laughs> or thought, <laughs> stepped back and thought before acting. But yeah, so she made some bad life choices, but pretty generic movie, well-directed, well-acted, apart from Harry Styles. Yeah. And last night I saw a little indie flick in the theater called Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Now, I'm not going to say any spoilers, but I thought it was excellent. I'm seeing it after we record, so I can't wait. I'm so definitely excited. the best movie of the year of Marvel. Okay, of the three movies, but you know, Doctor Strange I didn't like, and Thor was okay. It wasn't anywhere near Ragnarok though, but yeah. uh, this one was pretty great, and a lot of very sad stuff in it too. So yeah, just you just have to be prepared for that. But Namor is excellent. Mabaku again, scene stealer. Really? Uh, yeah, he just rules. Shuri uh, and the Queen Ramonda, the act, the actors for them, they really brought it this time. Riri Williams, Ironheart was fun. Uh, so looking forward to her series, especially since I heard the plot of that one, which is like technology versus magic, which made it made me a lot more interest, interested than some like Iron Man plot. But it was really good, and I encourage everyone to see it. I really hope. They in, they have Justin Hammer in Ironheart, so he can somehow be shoehorned into Iron, uh, 
uh, Wars, Armor Wars. Yeah, he needs to be in Armor Wars. He's in the Armor Wars comic. Like, the bad guy of that comic is Justin Hammer. So he better be hey, in the movie. They, didn't they pivot and say Armor Wars is not going to be a movie? Yeah, it was. it's going to follow Secret Wars. So Secret when Secret Wars comes out, Rhodey's one of the main characters in that. And then it's going to lead into Armor Wars. They decided it would be better served as a movie than a series. Okay. Well, I trust their I trust their decisions, their judgment. Yep. Uh oh, that's all, that's what we done had watched. Phones oh, and also and the last episode of Andor is the best thing Star Wars has made in four decades. I have. Oh, I don't think I've seen it. I think I don't think I'm caught up. Yeah, absolutely okay. the best. Okay. Oh gosh, I, I we we love that show. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's talk about the uh, the new news. This is the Dumb Dudes News Network. Uh, we have a few items here. We do. So, first of all, there is Gears of War coming. It's a Netflix show, and we learned that it's going to have Dave Bautista in it. Yeah, he's one of the only living humans that's shaped like a Gears of War character, so you, <laughs> you, your choices are limited. Put John Cena in there, too. Yeah, as a matter of fact, we're, we're going to actually talk about this on, uh, at the questions times. We'll get to it, but... Um, yeah, so Dave Bautista <clears throat> put out a little uh, thing on his Instagram. That's how I learned about it. I was like, oh, this is obviously this makes complete sense, you know? Yeah. Uh, it, it, I don't know if he's going to play Marcus Phoenix. Do you think he's going to play Marcus Phoenix? Uh, is that the main character of Gears of War? Yeah, it's like the guy with the soul patch, I think, is what he hit, you know? Probably, yeah, unless they yeah. make new characters. Yeah, I think you're right. So, anyway, so that's coming. I don't know when it's coming, but it's coming. I've never played Gears of War. Um, I played the, maybe the second one. I can't remember. I played it all the way through. Um, didn't particularly like it cause it was just a bunch of meatheads. Like they, they, all the characters were very one dimensional and not interesting. Yeah. It makes me think of the big McLarge, huge jokes from space mutiny, Mr. Science yeah. Theater slab yeah. bulkhead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do know this. Uh, so that's, uh, yeah, it's, I'm not like looking for it. I mean, this is probably going to be cool. It's going to look cool. You know, smoke man muscle. <laughs> we will uh i'll watch it um oh now something we do know that it's coming in 2025 is avatar the last airbender uh an animated movie yeah so they're gonna do four of these that they announced the first one has like a release date of 2025 and it's like it's young adult original cast storyline so like you get flashbacks of them as, as younger people in in legend of korra so this is going to be a movie about the main cast from Last Airbender when they're like young adults as opposed to uh, teenagers as they are in Avatar. Okay. Uh, how how far into the future is Korra from the original? A? Uh, 70 years. Okay. Because she's the next incarnation, so it's after Aang dies and is reincar- reincarnated. Okay. It's about 70 or 80 years because it's like, Avatar's kind of like Asian medieval times, you know? Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Ava- but Korra is more like, there's like cars and like steam-powered things and stuff. Okay. Trains and stuff. Okay. Cool, cool. 1920s-ish, kind of? Or 1800s? Yeah, so you went from like Victorian times to... To like, yeah, early... Like uh, early industrial age. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah, okay. 
Cora's my favorite, though. I'm a Cora guy. I know you're a Cora guy. You're into that Cora, though. Maybe they'll eventually get there, too. That's because Janet Varney is the voice of Cora. Oh, yeah. Boys of Summer. I'll be a boy of summer yet. Yet. Uh, last piece of news here. A very sad piece of news. This one actually kind of stung a little bit, man. Kevin Conroy died at the age of 66. What uh, Best known for his voice acting abilities as Batman in, the, in Batman the Animated Series, the Arkham Games, a lot of other... DC movies with Batman, just uh, truly uh, a powerhouse, a talent in the voice acting world, looked up to by all the voice actors that you have ever heard of. Yep. Um, that he was well esteemed in the eyes of every single person that I have heard talk about him. I met Kevin Conroy in 2010. I think it was 2010. It was at the very first C2E2 in Chicago. And he was really nice. And uh, we were getting him to do the like cheesy Chris Nolan dialogue from the Nolan movies, but as the real Batman. So like we got him to say, I don't wear hockey pads as his Batman and stuff. (laughs) And he was having a blast with it and he was great and he's a wonderful person and I miss him. Man. That's so young too. Like he could have done Batman for a long time, man. I just, this one stung dude. Like he, he's one of my favorite voice actors. He is the Batman. He is the Batman. The best Batman. Whenever they have that conversation, no one disputes that Kevin Conroy is the best Batman. No. Oh, absolutely not. Of course so, not. Yeah, he, he is, the he is Batman. Batman. He is the Batman. So, RIP, uh, maybe you'll put a clip of, of his voice in here. So many of the, the, the lines that I loved most are the ones that reveal the soul of Batman. Because he's such a dark character. And it's all about the pain that resides in him. Those moments where it shows his humanity and what's the, and the struggle within him uh, are the lines that I've had the most fun with. Okay, so let's, uh, that's all the news we have. So let's talk about the question terms. The question terms. And, uh, and this is going to be the Gears of War related just because I, I think it's interesting. Um, if you were to cast, throw some cast members at the new Gears of War show, who, who are you going to throw out there? Uh, I'll go first. Terry Crews, 100%. Absolutely. Terry Crews. <laughs> uh, as a matter of fact, on Dave Batista's post on Instagram, Terry Crews put a bunch of like fire emojis. You know, like he was yep. really excited about it. I am going to go with John Cena. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, I, I used to. Before Suicide Squad, I didn't care about John Cena, and I thought he was probably the worst actor there could be because he used to do those really bad Marine movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I saw him in Suicide Squad, and I was like, oh, this guy's really funny. Like, he's got really good comic timing. And yeah. then I watched Peacemaker, the show, and he's even better in that. And it's just, yeah, okay. I'm okay with him being in anything now, as yeah. long as it's funny. Uh, I would like to see a Henry Cavill with a pugilist mustache. That would be excellent, too. Didn't they have to edit that out of Justice League? I don't want to take all of the good ones so that people can answer in the questions times. Okay. Because <laughs> I can think of like a handful of people who would be really good in Gears of War. Yeah. So we're basically asking who are the biggest meatheads. Yeah. <laughs> Blast Thickneck. They, they need, if they needed like, um, like a grizzled old engineer, um, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Sam What's-His-Face. Uh, with the mustache, the the old Sam guy, Elliot? Sam Elliott, yeah, 
you like they go back to the the ship or whatever or their crawler that's you know whatever they're in they're like they're like you know he's there and he's smoking a cigarette and uh, <laughs> you know working on working on stuff got your new gun oh, got your new man. chainsaw gun so let us know who are the biggest meatheads who would be great in gears of war uh, I don't know anything about Gears of War, so you can attach characters to it if you want, and I'm sure people who do know about Gears of War will find that to be very interesting. Yep, absolutely. Well, folks, with the question times being done, that brings us to the new new. New new. New new. New new. New new. Trailers, folks, we have an Adele, Adelite, an Adelite. An Adele 8. An Adele eight. We said it's got a shorter list this week. Um, we had a we had a, a jam packed week last week, but we got some this week. Uh, first one we're going to start out with is a teaser trailer for the whale. The plot is a reclusive English teacher attempts to reconnect with his estranged teenage daughter, and this is starring Brendan Fraser from Darren Aronofsky, uh, who directed movies like The Fountain and Noah. And Black Swan, and this. How y'all also- close that door? <laughs> How y'all close that door? These, these children gonna be to death in me. Well, speaking of children, it stars the children from the red-haired children from Stranger Things, Sadie Sink, and Ty Simpkins, who was the kid in Iron Man Three, Harley Keener, and Brendan Fraser, who I hope wins an Oscar for this. Did is he donning a fat suit for this and like a like a a wig cap type thing? Yeah, he's got a suit on. Okay, he's been out of the limelight for a while, and now he's kind of doing like a little comeback. And everybody loves Brendan Fraser, so yeah, that's great. I don't know anybody that doesn't. If they do, I don't want to know them. If they don't love him, don't write don't write into the show. If that's you, yeah, we don't want to hear from you. We don't need to hear that. The Mummy is one of the best movies of all time. There's literally a bumper sticker that, you know, it's like, I'd rather be watching the, the 1999 film, film classic, the, the Mummy, or something like to that effect. You've seen it. I would have that on my car. Erin has it on her laptop. Well, Erin has good taste and is correct. She do, she do. Uh, next trailer we've got here is Zootopia Plus, and I'm assuming this is a series on Disney Plus. You are correct. Uh, the Adventures of the Creatures of the Most Incredible Metropolis Zootopia. So it's just continuing adventures of... The characters from the movie Zootopia, which was a very cute movie that I enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. The I will say the animation on this looks really good. I mean, for a sh- dang for a show, they they spent some bucks on it. That's thing. Yeah. And also, what I like to see from this cast list is here is I'm seeing some uh, actual voice actors like Maurice Lamarche, who is one of my favorite voice actors, and Alan Tudyk, who is not only a voice actor but he's a very good voice actor when he is a voice actor. He's one of those guys that can bridge the gap between being in a live action thing and uh, doing voiceovers. Yep. He's probably the best at it. Uh, the best bridge. The best bridge. Yep. So my children are probably going to watch this, I'll tell you. Yeah, I probably will not, but I'm glad that it exists for the children. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next trailer is The Witcher Blood Origin. Okay, so this is a prequel to the Netflix series The Witcher set in an elven world 1,200 years before the show, centering Whoa. on the origin of the very first Witcher. 
Is this before the 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 smashing, the convening, the convergence? Is it what is it, the convergence? The conjunction of the spheres. That's it. That's it. I'm imagining that this is going to lead into the conjunction of the spheres because if it says an elven world, then that's before the conjunction. Yeah. The the world that the Witcher takes place in is the elven world, so like the humans are aliens to that world. Basically, uh, okay. they came in at the conjunction. Same same with everyone else. So this is still like probably the main world, although based on season two, they might completely ignore all of the canon from the novels anyway. So it could be something completely different. But based on what I know of having read the source material, this should be the same world uh, just at the conjunction. I wonder if the people that made this are going to hold tight to the lore or if they're going to be real loosey-goosey like the main show people. Well, there's a lot to play with at this time period because it's only sparsely noted what happened this far back. So they can go kind of wild with this. Just hopefully it's in an interesting way. Whereas season two had like side missions that were not interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I come out hard against The Witcher season two. I don't feel bad about it. No, no. I think everybody kind of feels that way. Uh, This was obviously filmed in Iceland. Yeah, clearly. (laughs) It looks like a lot of other things that were filmed there. Um, I will watch this, although I don't really know much about it. I mean, I'll watch it for sure. Yeah, I'm going to watch it as well. Yeah. Uh, I know that you're going to watch this next one. We have a trailer for John Wick 4. Yep. The plot of this one is John Wick uncovers a path to defeating the high table. But before he can earn his freedom, Wick must face face off against a new enemy with powerful alliances across the globe and forces that turn old friends into foes. So John Wick is one of my favorite series. It's one of the only series that kind of doesn't... There's no pretension in this because they're clearly just trying to make a stunt showcase here. But they're also having fun with the secret society thing, so they keep adding layers to it. So it has like, ac- like almost accidentally has this deep world lore to it, and it's just a good action movie. Like it's pure action from start to finish. The stunts are real. There's like no CGI stunts or anything. It's like real stunt people are making money off of this, which I love. I love the weird deep lore. I love all of the weird little stylistic choices everything is neon it's just a good series so looking at the cast two of this donnie yen is in this one so it's probably going to be the best stunt wise because he's the best (laughs) yeah this um you know these movies are lit pretty uniquely a lot of times it's like black with another color yeah um in how they're lit and i guess the filters that they're using um I'm not like a huge John Wick fan. I've only seen one of them. I've only seen, I think I only saw the second one. Um, you know, what we, I, I think you could actually make work is if you, um, you did like a movie, what do you call it when you smash two or you bring two IPs together? A crossover? A crossover. You could do a crossover with this and the one where they curve the bullets, that the weavers. Wanted? Wanted, yeah. John Wick is better than Wanted. Sure, yeah. But you, I mean, they kind of fit. Like the those two things, kind of those worlds. Kind oh, for of sure. Fit. I I agree with bringing Angelina Jolie into it. <laughs> Angelina Jerler. I love her. So is this going to be the last John Wick? I, I think they'll probably make another one after this. They'll keep making them. He loves yeah. to do it. Okay. Well, there you go. It's kind of like uh, he'll be like the next, uh, like a James Bond. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Keep doing it. I'll keep watching it. Yep. 
next up we have Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. This is the second trailer for Pinocchio. Yeah, we've talked about this one. Everyone knows the plot of Pinocchio. But this is another trailer where I wanted to talk about this one because all of a sudden there's this sphinx in this trailer. And it's like the stop motion sphinx with a mask for a face. And it's really, really cool looking. Very cool looking. Actually, this whole thing's really cool looking. I like the style. Yeah, it's... I I have this thing with... Okay, so I love stop motion stuff. Like, I like the Leica movies. Like, Coraline's one of my favorite movies. But I don't like claymation. And and I... It's like a weird... Because it's close, you know? Because claymation's like stop motion. But stop motion I love. And claymation gives me the (laughs) heebie-jeebies. Truly creeps me out. You don't like the Gumby? It's creepy. Did you ever watch Frog and Toad? With James Earl Jones narrating? No. The old frog and toad was like claymation stop motion. That's probably why I've never liked it. <laughs> um, I will say this Pinocchio. I'm I'm more interested in this Pinocchio than the Disney one. Yeah, oh, for sure. I, I think that one came out and everyone was just like, okay, don't I care. It already came out? Really? I think so. I think I oh, saw wow. it on Disney+. Plus. Oh, wow. Okay. Huh. How about that? Yep. Well, uh, we've got two Pinocchios, just like Hollywood likes to do, two, two things at the same time. Yep. Okay. What if what if there's a what if there's a parallel universe out there where uh, Huntsman Snow White and the Huntsman came out now and this Pinocchio came out way back when when Huntsman came out? There could be. And and so you didn't have the two things coming out at the same time or you know two jungle books, Mowgli and Jungle Book or whatever. Yeah. Just a thought. Just a thought. Hey, next up, the next trailer is Devotion. A pair of U.S. Navy fighter pilots risk their lives during the Korean War and become some of the Navy's most celebrated wingmen. This stars Jonathan Majors and Glenn Powell, who is playing another pilot after playing Hangman in Top Gun. Jonathan Majors is always great. This movie looks good. The thing about it is it it looks like one of those movies where it looks good, but it also kind of looks like it's going to kind of probably disappear and get lost in the shuffle because it will probably be fairly generic. In terms of like overall World War Two fighter pilot movies, yeah, I feel like these movies don't make a big splash. And I'm I'm thinking about Red Tails. I'm thinking about the one where with uh, Harry Osborn. Yeah, Flyboys. Flyboys. Um, they're great. They're, the movies are great, but they just you're right. They get lost in the shuffle, man. Yeah, it's not like it's not Top Gun. There's something different between Top Gun and and this movie. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm not exactly sure what it is, but your Top Gun's yeah. gonna make more money, and people are gonna see it more and care about it more. Yeah, uh, I will say the Vought F4U Corsair that that's in this movie is the baddest plane from World War II. It's my favorite World War II plane. It always has been. It is such a cool plane. Yeah, I saw this trailer before Black Panther, and I kept thinking I was like, this would be pretty cool, but I'll probably forget about it. Yeah. Probably so. Sad. Yep. I'll see it though. I'll see it when it comes out on HBO. Yeah. Max. You know. Uh, next up, we got a trailer for Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. Yeah. So this is famed Southern detective Benoit Blanc travels to Greece for his latest case, and it looks like a like they he goes there for like a murder mystery game, and then maybe it turns into a real one. Oh yeah, that's it. that's that that's what it looks like yeah these movies i like i love knives out but like movies like this are just an excuse to get a really good cast together and have fun with it kind of like oceans movies yeah yeah 
And so like this one, we got Kate Hudson. I love Kate Hudson ever since Almost Famous. Ed Norton, Dave Bautista, Catherine Hahn, Janelle Monae. Catherine Monet. Hahn. Yep. Uh, Leslie Odom Jr., who's Aaron Burr from Hamilton. Uh, Jessica Hennick. Who else we got here? That Hugh Grant, Ethan Hawke, Natasha Lyonne. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's a great cast. Great cast. Benoit Blanc's accent continues to be uh, an absurdity and not great. <laughs> Incorrect. You Southern people just think you're the only Southern accent that exists. Jess's uncle's from North Carolina. Sounds exactly like Benoit Blanc. Okay. Talk to her. Exactly like him. You people just in the South, you're all you're all very critical of of actors doing Southern accents, but it's because literally every single one of you has your own accent. It uh, that thus is the way of accents. Yeah, it's true. It'd be like saying somebody from Boston sounds identical to somebody in New York. Yeah, not quite. But if you were like, if you didn't know Northern accents or you weren't a native English speaker, you'd be like, yeah, they sound exactly the same. We kind of all don't. sound the same up here. Oh, don't you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, the road. There's a goat on the road, you know. You know. Oh, don't you know. Boat in the toad in the road. Yep. Uh, I will say this uh, about Glass Onion, this trailer. um, It starts out like a Just Cause video game. (laughs) (laughs) It's like people pulling up on like jet skis and planes and stuff. Yeah, it really does. Caricatures of people. Like one guy's got a pistol in the air, you know, and and then you got like the the girl in the Daisy Dukes and then you got the rich guy. You know, it's just like, this is a video game. Yeah, it's great. My favorite part of the trailer was when uh, Daniel Craig was talking about Clue and how much he hated it. <laughs> <laughs> a little uh, self-awareness. We love a little self-awareness. Yeah, so that'll be great. Uh, unfortunately, it's going to be. it was bought by Netflix, so it's going to be on Netflix, uh, which means it will destroy my Blu-ray uh, collection yet yeah. again because I won't be yeah. able to buy the sequel to Knives Out. So. That does kind of stink for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, so then last trailer, the Adele 8th trailer we have is Violent Night. Okay, so this is normally the kind of thing that I would have left off of the list by the title uh, because I don't, I don't think people should make adult content based on things for children. It's one of my core beliefs. Yeah, you, we, you have stated that on this podcast, and I agree with you. Yeah, but then I saw this before Black Panther, and it's not what I thought it was going to be. Uh, it's more of a comedy. So the the plot of it is when a group of mercenaries attack the estate of a wealthy family, Santa Claus must step in to save the day. So my assumption uh, before I saw this trailer was that this was going to be like Santa doing violence like as a bad guy, which I, I just don't think they should do because like it's children – like yeah. Santa, children love Santa. Just don't don't wreck stuff for kids. It's, yeah. it's my whole thing. This I saw this trailer and it's really funny. I don't know. I laughed like five times at this trailer. So I did. I did too. I actually laughed at this trailer. It it. it I will admit it is like a Thirty Rock movie. Like no the premise, question. Yeah. No like question. the premise. The premise of this is a Thirty Rock movie. It is absolutely How- a Thirty Rock movie. This is a movie <laughs> that Tracy Jordan would be in, and he'd want to play Santa. however however the execution of this is like um 
it's actually really good. Like, so there are some Arnold Schwarzenegger one-liners in this mm-hmm. from like eighty, from like Running Man. Yeah, yeah, it's like Santa. It's like a Santa Arnold Schwarzenegger movie with David Harbour as Santa. Yeah, and the yeah. bad the bad guy is Michael. Or was it no? It was it John Leguizamo? John Leguizamo. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was gonna say Michael Pena because he was in Moonfall. I was thinking of him, but I was like, no, oh, it's yeah. John Leguizamo. Yeah. Um, yeah, really, really looks fun. Uh, so this went from something that I was completely going to ignore to now. I'll, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll watch this. It looks funny. You can know everything there is to know about a movie like this, and even after a hundred years, it can still surprise you. Yeah. So I was wrong. My preconceived notions were challenged and overturned. Overturned. Overruled. Yep. All right, folks. Well, that's all the new new trailers for this week, and that brings us to the trailer mailers. You've got mail. Yeah, so last week on Instagram, we asked the question, what's the best change, like a film change from the source material where it actually worked out well? And only Kevin replied, so we must have not caught your interest. Our fault for taking a hiatus, I guess. (laughs) But Kevin did reply via email, as always. And he said, Watchmen was absolutely my response to this. Obligatory props to David Hayter for that screenplay. But to not just piggyback onto Nick's response, I'm going to take a cop-out answer, technically not altered, and say The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, because the Battle of Helm's Deep in the book is basically, they fight. And the battle on film is absolute S-tier content that turned into a single written paragraph into 40 minutes of glorious screen time. I agree, uh, Helm's Deep is my favorite movie battle. I think it's better than the Return of the King end battle, uh, because it's tighter and more concise. Not that I'm going to say anything negative about Return of the King. It's still one of the best things of all time, and the battle is fantastic. But I just love Helm's Deep the most. Uh, So that's the answer we got from Kevin. Sweet. And if they want to answer the question this week about uh, casting choices for the Gears of War movie, or if they just want to send us hate mail, uh, how are they going to do that, Nick? Well, if you want to list your lunkheads, you can follow us on Instagram at Podcast. Uh, you can send us an email at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, you can follow us on Twitter, which is slowly collapsing like the Hindenburg <laughs> at trailer underscore blazers if you want to know when new episodes launch. Uh, don't don't try and get in contact with us there. It is entirely possible that Twitter won't exist by the time the next episode comes out as uh, Captain Idiot sinks it with his blue checkmark death march. Um, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts if you want. That's still the best way for the show to gain traction. And if you do that, Quick Mickey's going to let you know what happens. Yeah, folks, if you did enough of those five-star ratings, that means we're going to get advertisements. And what are we going to do with that money? Baby, let me tell you. We're going to start uh, a growing business called, like, Quick Mickey's Caps and Stems or Quick Mickey's Psilocybin Palace or something like that. And I'm going to... I'm going to take me to another dimension, take myself. And maybe we'll do a found footage documentary about me taking mushrooms and things of that nature, plants. Quick Mickey the botanist. Quick quick Mickey the space botanist. And you know what I mean by her space? It's like a double on This might be the first time we get the episode title from the Quick Mickey segment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 
Quick, quick, Mickey, psilocybin mind palace. I don't know. Listen, man, it's a work in progress, and, and you got to brainstorm. There's no bad ideas when you brainstorming that. That's a up. Thank you, Quick Mickey. Uh, effervescent, reticulated, and trippy, as always. For the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I may be a simple southern country lawyer, but I know that that accent is 100% correct to every single southern person I have ever encountered in my entire life. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, and I, I, I say, I say, I say, I, I, I say, uh... Happy trails. And welcome back, folks, to the vid Yo Games. One quarter portion of the show, folks. We have not played any video games, tell you that. Nope. Uh, I've got a strategy there, Nick. You know, my Game Pass ran out, my uh, Xbox Game Pass ran out. Yep. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go on this trip with my wife. You know, we're going on this trip to Europe for our anniversary. Yep. Uh, When I get back, uh, my PlayStation Plus has run out. And so I'm going to do the premium tier, the $120 a year premium tier. Mm -hmm. And the strategy is I will get to play Ghost of Tsushima. Okay. I will get to play Final Fantasy VII Remake. Okay. And I will get to play one other thing. I can't remember what it is, but there's like one other big game that I'm going to get to play by this. Plus anything else that's on that list. So uh, I think it's a good deal. I think it sounds like a good deal. And uh, so that's so that's what I'm going to do, but I'm going to wait. That's gonna, you know That's going to be like beginning of December when I do that. Ghost of Tsushima is very good. I can't wait to play. That's that's like the next game I'm gonna play. Yeah, excellent, excellent game. Um, we I, we have one piece of industry news. I can't believe I didn't talk about this last week. Oh, um, yeah, S- yeah. Stadia is shutting down. So Stadia existed entirely within the existence of this podcast. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So the so this bad news and good news. Um, the bad news is it, is it it's shutting down. We're you know we're losing it. Um, something that worked well. Uh, but the good news is they are refunding everybody, um, all the games and the hardware that they bought. So um, I am going to get like uh, around hundred something like one hundred eighty five to two hundred dollars or something like that, maybe back. And so I don't have to feel bad about about buying um, Elder Scrolls Online because that game's terrible. Uh, yeah. And I I was like I wasted my money. It was like fifty bucks. Anyway, uh, now I didn't waste my money because I get my money back. All those online games are terrible. Everyone just needs to learn that. They do. I agree. Uh, we're not about that life. No. Uh, so anyway, so you uh, you can't you can't do steady anymore. Did you hear about that guy who had like 800 hours of Red Dead Redemption 2 on Stadia, and he was like begging Rockstar to figure out some way to port his character? <laughs> Dude, just start over. You'll be fine. You'll yeah. be fine. You you will be fine. Uh, the other piece of good news is the Stadia controllers. I have two of them. Uh, I get to keep. And they work great as USB controllers. They're like really good USB controllers. There you go. So you came out on top in the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't feel bad about this at all. Yeah. Um, and I can just, you know, if, if I ever want to do Game Pass Ultimate again, I'll just I'll just do that and I can play on PPC. There you go. Uh, we do have one trailer here that you found or, or was sent. To, uh, your friend Josh sent this in. Yeah. Hi, Josh. He sent it in. He sent it in via our chat group that we are, and I said we would talk about it. So this is a game called Atomic Heart. And it looks kind of like a cross between Fallout and 
because it, it looks like it plays like a Bethesda game almost. And uh, there's some like Stranger Things creatures because they look like Demogorgons. Gorgons. Let me find the plot real quick. Yeah, what's that? What's that rush? Not in Russian game, a Russian or Ukrainian game where you're like in the old tunnels and stuff. Oh, uh, uh, I played that. <laughs> yeah. It's based on a book series. Yeah, it's like yeah. a mix between that and Fallout or something. What is that called? Metro. Metro. That's yeah. it. Twenty thirty-three or so whatever. So the the plot of uh, Atomic Heart is. It takes place in the Soviet Union as in an alternate 1955. Advances in robotics in the 1930s enabled the USSR to defeat Nazi Germany in 1941, though with a much more severe loss of life. This results in the automation of much of Soviet labor and the development of a proto-intellect called the Collective 1.0, linking these robots, vastly increasing productivity and scientific advancement by the end of the 40s. Pretty cool. Pretty cool uh, yeah. synopsis there. Yeah. Uh, I, I really don't like th- first person games, but like this looks like a thing I wish was a series cause I like alternate <laughs> history. Yeah, I did too. This would, this, that's actually a good point. I think I would have rather had this as a series. Like for all mankind is, is an alternate history show yeah. and for all mankind is one of the best things that no one knows about, you know, it's so it good. A li- it was a little slow for me. I will say it's just so good though. It's I know so you like well that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Atomic Heart would be a real good series. It's probably a real good game, but I'm just not really a video game person, and not a first-person shooter guy. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's all that we have for the video games trailers. But I got. I, I want to talk about one thing. Nick and I have tossed around the idea of filming us recording while we're actually recording the podcast, and then just putting that on YouTube. Very low. Uh, low to no editing. It's just like literally just dumping it onto YouTube. Is that something that you would watch or be interested in, in us doing, or is that just a, an effort, a wasted effort on our part? Let us know. You know how to write into us, but uh, we're we're curious. I already know, know Kevin would enjoy that. So, he, Kevin, you don't have to write in because I know you watch YouTube podcasts all the time. Okay, it's not something that I do. So that, that that's one of the reasons I'm asking is. Cause, cause I don't watch people play video games, but that's huge on Twitch. Like Twitch is a big deal. So, you know, I'm not a good, I'm not able to gauge if this is something worth doing. Me neither. Cause I actually actively don't like video podcasts. I only like audio podcasts, but if, you know, if it's something that we're doing anyway and we can just record it and put it on there. Yeah. So let us know. All right. All right. All right. That's all. That's all I got. You got anything else? I got nothing. Okay. For the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and if I go out of business, you do not get a refund. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Bid Moon, and when I shut down, I guess I'm dead. <laughs> Happy Trailsers. <laughs>